All right, it's Ken here. You know, we're going to be talking about common mistakes of new managers that you want to avoid. You know, to get in front of people and to confront them. To confront that individual. My gosh, that was like, oh, come on. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Ken Johnson. Focus up. The American dream meets Dutchy efficiency. And I'm coming with you with some leadership from two sides of the world. With another message that can take your leadership to the next level. Today, yes, today, we're going to be talking about seven mistakes that I made, I made as a new leader so that you don't have to. I just want to, before I begin, to give a quick shout out to all of my subscribers who are part of this leadership team. I just want to remind you to hit that like button and don't, and don't forget the link below so that we can take this leadership team to the next level. And for those of you who are new to this channel, go ahead and smash, yes, smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit that notification bell because I drop a video like this every week and I don't want you to miss it. So let's do it now. And let me know if a Monday every week is okay. At first, I thought I was going to be embarrassed, but I'm not to talk about this because every leader makes mistakes because these are the mistakes that I've made and have learned from in my leadership journey, especially when I was new to the game. I don't want you to make these same mistakes, so let me drop it to you like this, like a bomb. Number one is caring about what people think. If you're the kind of person that takes what people think to heart, oh man, you're going to have a hard time being a leader because people are going to talk about you. Let's be real. You and a lot of it is not going to be nice. And you have to be that type of leader that doesn't give a what about what somebody, what somebody else says. My mentor once said something so powerful to me it changed my whole entire leadership journey. He said, he said it was this. He said, whatever people think about you is none of your business. Write that down. Yes, write that down now. Whatever people think about you, it's none of your business. You must have that mentality that you're doing the best that you can and you're the leader in other people's opinions. It doesn't matter unless they're giving you constructive criticism Unless you have a mentor that's kind of guiding you, that's, that's when you listen to other people's opinion. If somebody's watching you, they're kind of guiding you, and they're kind of trying to give you some guidance along the way. So you want to listen to that. But what other people are saying, what your teammates are talking bad about, you behind your back or whatever, those things don't matter. Do you understand that? Number two is this. I didn't have a mentor when I first started. I had mentors later, but when I first started, I didn't find someone that was more experienced, that had been in the game for a while, that can kind of give me some guidance of how to lead the team that I was leading because I just got thrown into it. I got thrown into cold water and was told, let's see if the fish can swim. I mean, I got promoted and I was just thrown in front of the team and I was just told to lead this team. And I guess the shock or whatever that was, you know, I didn't even think about 
beginning and manner. I just was like, hey, okay, how do I? Yes, how do I do this? And I just started leading with whatever that I have read in my life in the past or have. The seminars that I went to and all those things, all that information, yes, all that information started diving back into my mind, to my memory. And I just thought, hey, I just started leading the team. But if I had a manner, the road would have been, yes, the road would have been a lot more smoother. I would not have made so many of the mistakes that I'm talking to you about right now. Number three is that you must understand that you're a new leader. You're not an individual contributor anymore. You're the leader. And I was involved and I was, I was in the trenches with them. I mean, I was doing the work. I thought that was the way. That's what a great leader should be doing is to be in the trenches and doing the work with their team. No, no, no. I should have been collaborating with other teams. I should have been at mentoring sessions, I should have been understanding how to lead my team better. How should I have been developing my leadership skills, their leadership skills? I should have been helping my team in little chunks, but in the big chunks in a completely different way. You know, setting up relationships, building relationships with my team. A lot of things that I should have been doing. I was hands-on, hands-on everything. I was hands-on on so much, I started to micromanage people and people started to get irritated. That's right, irritated about that because I was like, I wanted to do so much, a good job that I started irritating my own team so people listen. Young leaders, listen. Understand, you are not a contributor anymore. You are a leader and leaders act in a certain way. Leaders are building relationships with other departments and people on the team and the customer. Leaders are making things happen on the background. So some of the teams, some, you know, some might not see that. A lot will not see that. Like, you're not working. Some teammates may see you as a lazy. They may just see you in the office or just sitting on your computer and everything else, they'd be like, he's not working. She's not working. What are they doing? You know what? You know what you're doing. You're trying to align visions, missions, goals, targets. You're trying to, yes, you're trying to move the profit and dial in on your doing what leaders should do as long as you stay in your lane and you make sure that team, yes, that team has the resources it needs to develop and grow. All that kind of stuff that they say about you won't matter. And it doesn't matter as long as you're doing the work what you're supposed to be doing. Don't focus. This is number four. Don't focus on the team's weaknesses. Don't focus on the team weaknesses. Focus on their strengths. Focus on the talents that you have that you have there because once you focus on the team's weaknesses you demoralize the team believe me if every time you confront them you're telling them something that they did wrong you're weakening the team you're weakening your character you know what yes you know what people say they say people don't leave organizations they leave managers and that's so true and you don't want 
Yes, you don't want to be that type of manager that people are leaving every month. You want to be that type of manager who's focused on the team, on the team development and their performance and everything. But you also want to uncover their talents and their gifts, help them find their voice. And you also understand their vision for their personal lives and in their careers. So you can align that with the organization's visions, mission, and goals. Number five. And this is one of the things that I was doing, doing wrong. And it really hurt me. It was, I stopped with the whole leadership thing. Yes, I stopped with the whole leadership thing. I mean, like building myself, my skills, my life, my family. And all that kind of stuff because I was so busy, entrenched in the work. I was working 15, 16 hours a day, even on Saturday and some Sundays. I mean, I was deep. I was deep in it trying to make this project work because these are million dollar projects. Now I'm trying to make them work. I'm trying to get everybody in line at the same time. That it didn't give me time to develop myself or to take care of myself or people around me. I didn't take, I didn't take an hour of a day. Like I used to read one of my favorite books. I used to read books. And one of my favorite books was Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. You know, back then, that's one of my favorites. Then I stopped reading. It was only work because that was my foundation back. But. I just worked myself to death when you don't read anymore, when you don't think about yourself, when you don't take care of yourself, your health. Hey, you're going to ruin that foundation. I, yes, I worked myself to death because I was so entrenched in trying to put out fires and I wasn't working on myself. And that's one of the things. Yes, that was one of the other things that I want to talk about. You have to work on yourself, people. You heard me. You have to work on yourself. It is so important. And when you learn that, you're going to see how so many things rise to the next level. Number six is I didn't make time for me. That's just what I was talking about. I didn't make time for me as a leader. You have to make time for yourself. You have to manage your energy. You have to manage your finances. You have to manage your health. You have to manage your relationships. You have to manage your career. You have to manage your teams in the right way. You have to manage your health. And I dropped all of that. I was just so beaten up that there was a time, yes, a time. Now, this is something I don't like to talk about, but some people wake up about this time. There was a time, yes, a time that I one day just fainted at home. Thank God it was at home. And I woke up like a day later, a day out of my life as a leader just had vanished like I don't have that memory and to this day I'm so happy that I had friends that cared about me that didn't see me for like a whole day called yes they called the police and everything the hey and everything the police came over to my apartment and found me just laid out and that's some of the things that can happen when you're all stressed out and you don't manage your energy and take care of your health. I just wanted to give you that little story. It hit me hard another time too, going towards the end of my career. But that's something we'll talk about later. But please, learn from this. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your health. And you have to visit Uncle Doc sometimes, all right? Number seven is this. And this one, you guys, 
are going to have to experience. Now, I can't help you out of this one. You're going to have to experience. And if you haven't experienced it yet, comment below and tell me about this one. That's right. Tell me about this one so I can do some work on it. Having hard conversations. That's right. Hard conversations. I didn't really like having hard conversations, especially conversations about work performance. I really didn't like having those conversations at all. When it was time for me to have conversations about how well someone did, you know, I was on it. I was, I was good. But when it came time for those hard conversations, those hard conversations where someone's performance was lagging behind the team or someone complained about something or the client complained about something or someone for me to confront that individual, my gosh, that was like, that was like the hardest thing that I had to do. And I just couldn't get myself to do it sometimes. I would find excuses. Yes, I'd find excuses to not do it. Until one day I read this book, Dare to Lead. And I learned about vulnerability. I've learned like to respect myself enough and the team and to respect the individual enough to let the individual know what I'm thinking or what people are saying about that individual, how that individual is showing up. I owed it to that individual, that, that individual, once I started to see it like that, because I'm doing the individual a disservice if I don't help them to course correct as soon as I learned that something's going wrong. As soon as I seen something was going wrong. You know, it was, it was very easy street from that, believe me. Now I can get in front of somebody and I'm, hey, you know what? This is what I see and there's a way to say it as long as I'm saying it from a place of love. Now, before we go on here, I have to add something to all this. What you permit, you promote. And you are not helping an individual, a team. You're not helping yourself or your company when you look away. Especially the individual. They have the right to know and understand what's going on. And when you do not let them know and listen to them, then you're tearing them apart. That's right. You're tearing that person apart. It is your duty and it is your obligation to talk to. Now, a place of love. And I know people don't like to, that's right, people don't like to use words like that in the business world. They don't like to use love or whatever. But for me, I'm telling you something from a place that I care about. That's right, you. I care about your career. I'm supporting you. I respect you as a person as long as as I'm coming from that place of love, I'm good. I would tell you, all right, I hope, that's right, I am telling you, do not fear the word of love. It's a very powerful word when you use it right and when you do it right and how you say it. Now, these are just little messages and I hope this helps. I hope you guys got it. I hope you gals got it. Join me on this journey because, hey, there's a lot to this leadership game. And I want you to experience all that you as a leader can achieve, but also all that stuff that can kill you. The good, the bad, and the ugly side. Now focus up and do the work.